Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in the middle of our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, Greg, Residual Impact. Mm. Which is good because when I came with this uh, episode today, I went to Greg. Help me. I don't like the title. I don't like the alternate title. I've been working on and off for a couple of days trying to title this the right way. And you saved me in what, 30 seconds? Well, you know, sometimes that's my creative marketing side, I guess, that uh, pulls up. But, uh, you know, when, when you described and when we get into it, folks will understand it. But it's what, you know, that residual is what's left. You know, what's left over, uh, either positive or not positive, in the impact. And uh, it can be key. And this is one that I think we're going to have a good dialogue on. I think so. Uh, I think we've touched on this, this topic in one form or another in quite a few, quite a high percentage of our podcast, but we've never talked about it specifically and directly. So I think this is going to be a good conversation. Mm -hmm. I agree. So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. And uh, can I say it's your anniversary? Sure. And you're spending it with me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife is a tutor, so she's busy. Uh, it's year end and the kids are uh, focused on getting their exams ready. So she's a math tutor. So she's spending time doing that. But hey, 35 years to my lovely spouse, Josette, um, you know, best friend. And, uh, you know, we're completely different and uh, we balance each other off so well. I can attest that you're both very different. Yeah, yeah. You know, anytime we do the, uh, you know, of course, folks uh, that are listening, I am uh, certified in a ton of different tools that I use a part of my coaching and uh, and leadership. And uh, so all kinds of assessments. And I I swear every one that Josette and I do, they say these people should not be together. But it's about the um, shared values and uh, value each other's gifts that you bring. And I find that's the secret and uh, many relationships, whether it's marriage or friendships and that type of thing, I do think there's the power of recognizing and valuing the differences. And, and, you know, this is a lot about what this podcast and others are understanding yourself and how you're showing up and understanding that you're going to be working with folks that are completely different. And that's where things get crunchy or things get rich. I'm sensing other podcasts. Yeah, I think so. You, you started touching on a few things and I, I, you and I will have to go into a development meeting and, and talk about this a little bit and maybe even talk about some of the tools that you use that you've used on me in terms of personality and, and how uh, people show up at work. Yeah, I think that's a great idea because there are, there's so many out there and it's hard to understand which ones you use for what. They're all great for creating deepening self-awareness of both yourself and of others. And boy, if our world needs anything these days, it's uh, understanding of self and curiosity of others. That's a good place to be. Okay, we're going to stop there because you're starting to talk into the next episode. We're going to have to write one. I yeah. think I think this is one that we're going to have to write together. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you write them, sometimes I write them, but I think this is one where you and I will probably have to sit down and and give it uh, in order to give it really the due that it's it's deserved. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, even folks like Alistair and I are completely different in so many ways. Uh, We have a shared desire to do this kind of thing, like share our learnings and our ideas from our our experience as being leaders and and listening and learning from others. That's something that's shared. But how we show up is completely different, um, and it's good. Absolutely. So, 
Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We have both been managers for big chunks of our career. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed a mark. We will often start at the perspective of the employee and then move on. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage the situations we're talking about. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And uh, I think we've already started that discussion. I think it's going to be good. I agree. So residual impact. You have a number of interactions with your manager alone or in a team setting, and you experience some or all of the following. You have several interactions that don't go well or are maybe flat. The relationship never gets better. It's just as it is. There are sometimes irritating or just not good behaviors that never seem to get better. There is never any change of approach or change in conversations to show anyone is aware that the communication and relationship could possibly be better. You have the question, does this person want things to work out as well as possible? And you wonder what is your responsibility in this whole thing? So Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Wow, I think it's hard. You know, uh, we spend so much time at work and often we spend a lot of time with those that we're working closest with. And if that's your boss and you're having those conversations and or not having those conversations, it can be um, frustrating. It can be, you know, you, you don't really want to show up there. If this is, you know, it's like water torture or something. I don't know. It's like, it's like having to show up in all of these, these meetings when you know it's just not going to go better. And it gets, you know, it can get down. You can get frustrated. You can get, you know, almost lose hope in those situations. If you just don't see um, any possibility, any hope, and when you don't see an out either for yourself or for them, it can be pretty frustrating. And so you begin to avoid, you know, you begin to call in sick for those meetings. You begin to schedule things out, which, which results in you being less effective and certainly not helping to build because you need relationship. So you got to do something about it, but uh, it can be pretty tiring. Yeah, I think, uh, I go into most situations, even if it's maybe somebody I wouldn't naturally be drawn to, or maybe it's somebody I have a bad history with. I really do go in there sometimes maybe in a naive fashion that, you know what? We all want to make this work. We all want to get done what we do and that other people have that same uh, drive to that. You know what? Listen, that Ulster guy is really different than me. comes from a different place. I'm just going to get this done as quickly as possible. I maybe naively, I, I think you know everybody sh- you know is going into these things. Like, let's make this a little bit better. Have I shown up well? Uh, this person is obviously trying to show up well, and I think we just got to make this work. And you know, sometimes we disagree about everything. Sometimes we 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 are just very very different people. I mean, you and I are very different people, and and yet we've managed to do. If this works out well, I think this is episode number ninety eight in this this podcast, and. Uh, I don't know how many people have done 98 episodes of a podcast. It, I think we're getting towards a select group of people because most of them would have gone on long before this. But uh, I, I think that's what I look for. And even if we're different and we come from different approaches that we're going to come together and every time we have an interaction, we're going to look back, okay, how could have I have shown up better? How could have they have shown up better too? How can we make this work? And uh, that's something I value. And when I get into a situation, sometimes a new situation with people that are very different than me, uh, I certainly give enough of myself so they know who I am and I kind of expect that in return so that we can work these things out, that we can be effective. 
Yeah, but you know the situation that you described in the in the setup here is one in which it can be like uh, you're almost caught in a whirlpool uh, because first of all you go in with glasses, you know your view of the other individual, especially if you've had a number of bad experiences and you've lost hope, then uh, two things, you either avoid it, or every time you go in, you go in with those bias lens on of, oh my goodness, here I go in again with Alistair, you know, and so your attitude changes and shifts. And, And people can feel those attitudes. So, you know, like it becomes a spiral that goes down, 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 which eventually will get to non-meetings or avoidance of meetings or just such a waste of time actually for everybody. So it can, and, and it's like the frog in the water. Sometimes these things happen over time and the little niggles start to build. And by the time you get to the stage, which you've described in the, in the setup here, um, the niggles are like, uh, you know, those barnacles on the bottom of a boat and uh, it takes a lot to clean those off because uh, they're stuck pretty hard. And when you enter into a situation that's been built up over time where you feel, as you've described in this, boy, those barnacles are hard to, uh, you know, to, to brush off. And there's a ripple effect as well, right? Mm-hmm. Other people see this, other people experience it. And it isn't just the barnacles, but it's also the ripple effect on other people on your team, other teams that you deal with, other people that come into the fray. Yeah, because you're right. It's a great, great point because then it ripples because, you know, we're humans. And so we do things like we moan and groan. Oh, gee, I got a, I got another meeting with Alistair, you know, like it just drives me. I think it's just a waste of time, you know, and, and you say things, first of all, maybe only in confidence to your close colleagues, right? But, but to your point, ripple happens. And then the, the rumors start and then the uh, attitudes start and it just, it gets to be a bad place. Um, uh, it, it can get be to, ba- to be a bad place. In the worst case scenario is people are picking sides or avoiding the whole thing. Like I'm not going to go work with that group. They can't get their act together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So let's get down to some common sense, some things as a manager to help deal with this situation. Think about every interaction and meeting and ask the question, could that have gone better? How could it have gone better? And how am I bringing myself to the table in these instances? Yeah. And, you know, um, I've been reading a lot about being more present as a leader and, and listening more as a leader and just getting a sense of what's going on. So I would even, I love this point because I do think it's about being reflective. Uh, but it also, the, the other part of it is that before you go into the meeting, think about how you want to show up. And then be really aware of how people are responding. Because you know what? And I get it. Managers these days are swamped. They got so much going on that they're not present around what is really going on in the meeting. So uh, a lot of people don't do this reflection afterwards and said, could have that gone better? What was I trying to do? But first of all, be, you know, I think in a lot of our podcasts, we've talked about taking the time before you go into a meeting and just think quickly and write down what do I what do I want? You know, what I hope that this person will walk away with that I'm meeting. What is my hope for this? You know, and how might I do this better? And then afterwards do it. And then afterwards reflect and say, okay, based upon what I wanted to do, how well did I do? And what could I learn? Having that continuous improvement and curious spirit is going to make you a better leader. And it's going to create a space where people don't experience what we described in the setup. Well, every 
relationship requires effort. And, you know, often at work, we have a, maybe a long-term relationship with people, but it's also very transactional. So why wouldn't you put in the work before whatever's going to happen happens? And then afterwards and go, hmm, that didn't quite turn out the way that I wanted. How did I show up in it? And so uh, the next one actually is really good because put aside the subject of the meeting, whatever you're talking about, and just think about the dynamics in the meeting, right? How you showed up, what you did, your actions, your tone, all those things that, you know, are about relationship, not necessarily about the subject matter at hand. Yeah, you know, I, I always use the analogy for uh, early in my career, and most of it was um, bad impact, but good intention. So, you know, I'm a kind of a high-energy guy, and I will go into a meeting, and I'll like, you know, and, and then afterwards, I always talked about looking in the rearview mirror, feeling really good, looking in the rearview mirror, seeing all the dead bodies behind me. And, uh, but it wasn't with that it was a bad intention, right? It was just that I, that I showed up. So, you know, I'll, I'll add, I love this about just thinking about dynamics, not about what we were trying to accomplish, but what was the environment that I created. And I'm, I'm just going to build up on my first comment that, you know, sometimes we forget to do that upfront planning and think, what do I want? But there's nothing stopping us to go back to that first point and just say, I've, I've left the meeting. Hmm. How do I feel that meeting went? You know, and because we have this uh, almost, it's not a photographic memory, but we do have a short-term memory that can almost kind of flash back uh, what we saw in someone's faces. Even if we weren't really present, you know, we can sense the energy that, oh, that was flat. And uh, we can sense that, uh, you know, someone was totally distracted or disoriented. You feel that. So I love this idea of why not, no matter if you've planned or not, after each meeting, just take five minutes and say, hmm, how did I think that went? What were the dynamics? What went well? What didn't well? well what would I do differently next time? And the next one just goes along from there. What's going on with me and how is that impacting the conversation? So it isn't just about planning. It's just not about afterwards going, you know, having kind of a, I'll look back, a little quick review is, ah, I probably could have been a little bit more on in that. I should have made a bigger space for people to talk about that, you know, that issue there. I didn't make the space. But also, what am I feeling? What's going on in my life? If if I just had a really bad call that, that somebody fell or is ill in my family or there's been a financial setback or or, or whatever's going on, the Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup, whatever it is that, that's, that's kind of got you going, uh, I think that's really important as well. What's going on within me at the moment and how is that affecting uh, how I'm landing in these situations? Yeah, we do a lot of work in our, we've said a lot of things in our podcast about this, that self-awareness aspect. And I think I've shared before the, the analogy of snap and I have this in my phone, but you can actually put this in the end of the meeting. So snap is stop and breathe. Notice how I'm feeling uh, and what's going on in me right now. Uh, analyze you know, what, why do you think I'm feeling that way? What about the meeting made me feel great or bad or flat or sad? And, and then uh, if I'm feeling good and recognizing some good things to do, praise P or pivot, change to something else, or, or maybe pray, help me get through the rest of the day. I don't know which one, but just remember those, those, those four letters, stop, snap, stop and breathe. Uh, notice what you're feeling. Because uh, I think that is really big. That, that's a big point. And analyze uh, and acknowledge and analyze what you're feeling. And then P, pivot, pray, praise. Absolutely. I mean, it, I just think it's really important. We, we need to be more self-aware. And especially in these times where everybody's really busy and you only 
know, you know, it seems like we only get a moment of people's time now. I don't know about you, Greg, but I think, you know, let's make it worthwhile. Let's, you know, how am I showing up? What's going on? Like, you know, am I upset because uh, you know they didn't have my 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 flavor pizza at lunch? Like, well, what's the deal going on? And I, I think, you know, even just that journey uh, will probably make it a better conversation. You're more aware. Uh, the next one is uh, ask for some feedback uh, from peers. So, say you have another manager that's in on the meeting, and uh, this has happened to me a couple times where you know there's been a meeting and and another manager like there's. You know, they didn't really perform well. They, they, something's going on with them. As we're do- walking down the hall, they go, you know what? I wasn't on today. Yeah, dude, let's talk about that. Are you okay? Like, what's going on? Like, uh, this didn't go like I thought it would go. Are you okay? And we actually had like an impromptu little conversation there. And the person, yeah, you know, this is what's going on with me. And, uh, you know, I got some history with that person. And I just let it get the better of me. And, you know, man, I know better. I know better. And so, you know, hey, yeah, great. No, I'm glad we talked about this. You know, anything I can do, you know, and just them self-acknowledging that they have an issue and they're sharing it with somebody. Uh, you know, it's a very it's a very healthy thing to do. So I think if you're in a position where there's, there's somebody like that that you can talk to up here, your level that understands kind of what you do and is in a similar role to you, uh, you know, maybe even similar experience or whatever, you know, if you can have like an honest conversation that's going to help you along, I think it's a really good thing, a really good thing. I agree. And it's, and, and it is so great to be able to say, you know what, I, Alistair, I'm, I'm going into meeting with, with Mary and, you know, there's something about Mary. I think there's a movie called that, but there's something about Mary that just, I know that I don't show up and at my best, there's stuff that's in there, whatever it is. And so I'm trying to shift this way. So here's what I'm trying to do. Here's how I'm going to try and do it. And I'd love you to one, give me feedback on how well I did Two is we've talked about this and sometimes it's, it's a, it's a signal, you know, that, uh, um, that a word or, uh, you know, a, a touch on the side of the nose or whatever that helps me remember that I'm going back into my old patterns because we do need people to help us shift. These are deep patterns that we build over time. And again, the setup was that this has happened over time. And, and uh, that, that piece that we just talked about, self-awareness, helps us uh, to reflect upon if, if after every meeting with Mary, I do that little snap thing and I feel that I'm peeved off and I'm grumpy and I'm dig deeper. Why is that the case? What can, what's making me go down that pathway and what are the tweaks that I can make to shift how I enter into the space? Uh, but, uh, and sometimes that is having the help of uh, a peer or someone to help you. I think that's really good. I think so often we, often look at our peers as the competition. Maybe we're on a career path. Maybe we're in one of those organizations where, you know, competition is encouraged. You know, people are, are asked to stretch and things like that. But I think sometimes that's unhealthy. I think it's really important that we have people we can talk to. And, you know, you and I, uh, you know, that's how this podcast started, right? We were talking about our experiences. I was going through a transition. You know, you'd you're a year or so into into your your private practice and 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 just that healthiness. You know, I mean, I'm all for a little bit of competition, but at the end of the day, you know, we're working for the same team, we're working for the same organization, and and shouldn't we be helping ourselves along so that we all do well? And you know, I get the competition piece. I to, I totally get it. But at the same time, you know, how else do you learn to be a manager? You take an online course, they send you away, but you know. Do you benefit from other people's experience? 
mm-hmm. because that that's what we've been doing this all 98 episodes so far. And I, I just really think that that peer thing is overlooked and, and people are more wrapped into, uh, oh, their team's doing better, so we're going to have to do better. I don't want to really you know, talk to that other manager. But in, in effect, you know, we both do well when we have a conversation and maybe a little vulnerable, a little bit honest, and we help each other along. Because if I'm having a bad day today, chances are, Greg, you're going to have one tomorrow. And how do we support one another and get the work done that needs to get done? Yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe have a conversation with your employees. Maybe you have a really good, uh, hopefully you have a really good relationship with them and you're walking away and you just turn to somebody and say, listen, I'm sorry, I'm off today. I don't know what was going on. Go, Are you okay? Like, you know, that, I know that question came out of nowhere, but maybe you should pause first before you respond or, and just have a good, honest conversation. And I've had people walk away going, thank you for that, Alistair. But I've also had conversations going on, Alistair, are you okay? Like, that wasn't you in that meeting. What is going on with you? Like, what happened in your cornflakes, right? And, and so I think if you have that, an open relationship and you, you're working closely with people and, you know, perhaps if you create a little bit of a space by saying, that, that wasn't going well. Yeah, and I think what it does is it allows people then to be more open and saying, hey, Alistair, you seem a little off today. Everything okay? And so, and, you know, as a manager, um, how nice is it to be seen just like everybody else? So the more space you create around that, the more likelihood they're going to reach out and say, hey, what's, what's, what's going on? What's happening? You know, I, I just had a conversation with someone. I was coaching session with somebody and, uh, and they were saying that they're not really good at sharing their feelings because we talked about the three un, unarguable conversations. You know, I, I feel, I think, I sense. Uh, and, and they said, you know, I'm, I, I th- I'm really starting to be better at I'm thinking, you know, or like, and it might be something like my thinking is scattered today. So, uh, and they felt comfortable with that. I said, that's good. Start where you, where you're comfortable, uh, but be more open about that and tap into your, your employees uh, because if they, they feel that you're open to that, they're more willing to guide and support you. And if something didn't go well, because if you take responsibility, talk about it going forward and, and fix it as best you can, you know, um, I just think taking responsibility, for, you know, acknowledging something, taking responsibility and going like, listen, Greg, I'm, I'm sorry, in that group with the other group, I wasn't on my best. I apologize. You know, we didn't get to talk about, you know, your ideas uh, the way that we should have. I'm going to reschedule, get my, my act together here, and we're going to have another go around, and, and uh, uh, I'm going to be a, a better support for you to, to share those ideas with those people. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you know, if we wasted time here, and um, let's move forward. Let's get this done. That can be so powerful. Well, you know, like earlier on, we talked about Snap. So when you get to that analytics, over that pivot one, a beautiful thing you can do is to say, hey, you know what, here's what I've been doing. After each meeting, I've been kind of reflecting because I want to create the space that is best for our growth and development as a team. And in my reflection about the meeting, here's what I was perceiving in myself. And so I want to have a conversation around, around it with you. Often folks will say, no, 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 it was fine. But, you know, even if it was fine and you didn't show up as bad as you thought you showed up, the fact that you're thinking about it and declaring you want to create an environment that's powerful and your recovery is often the accelerator to growth personal growth and also business growth but it's owning it up it's it's being accountable it's it's showing your vulnerability saying you know what i messed up and uh, i'd love to have another conversation that can be so powerful and it 
it creates an environment where other people will share that as well, right? And, and it'll help work out the dynamics on the team and how we deal with other people outside of the team. You know, when you as a leader uh, uh, kind of model how you want to go forward, other people take notice of that. They really do. You set the tone. Yeah, you know, there's a guy, I think his name is Ray Dalio, and uh, I'm sure I got his last name wrong, but he's written a couple of books, one called Principal, and he's got a new one out, but he was uh, head of a uh, equity firm, and he tells a story of how his firm just got destroyed because no one was open to uh, to to say when things are going wrong because he didn't create that environment. It was his big aha. He th- has since now created the greatest, the you know, the, the most, the billion dollar, uh, investment company, but he described the fact that, uh, he, he had created a space in which people weren't willing to say things were wrong. And it's like the emperor's clothes, everything was falling apart and no one said anything. Um, so this recovery aspect, this admitting to mistakes is such a big, uh, opportunity for leaders. And Greg, I'm going to ask this as a question to you. Um, I've never experienced one. Uh, I don't think I'm in the market to take one. But what's your uh, idea of using a 360-degree review? Well, I, I'm actually doing a couple right now. Uh, it's all in the setup. If if that is your last resort, and it's about I'm trying to, you know, like you've you have uh, you're doing it as a part of of uh, building the plan to move somebody out doesn't work. If you're proactively saying, hey, you know what? We see you as someone that we want to really invest in and uh, we want you to own the process. So I'm doing a couple right now where the individual is the one who sends out the notes to all his folks and he sets it up or she sets it up to say, here's what I'm hoping for, your honest feedback with regards to it. But it is, it is, it can be, you got to be really open. You actually got to be confident in yourself um, but the richer the dialogue, the better. Um, I do everything from a formal processes using some different tools that are out there to something called a verbal 360 where I just ask eight questions and I capture verbatim what people say and then mix them up and then uh, together we look at common themes. It can be so powerful. And I would say 95% of the time I do it, people will say, mm, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. That's true. And they'll often be surprised that there'll be some really beautiful stuff in there, like ahas of, uh, oh, so they do see that, that intention behind me. So uh, it, I, I like them if they're used in the right way. Yeah, I was just, I was curious because I've never, uh, I've never been part of one, either as the subject or as one of the people contributing it to it. And I've heard of it happen a couple of times and I didn't think, they were probably the situations that they should happen. And from what I understand, it did not go well. And the person did not take the feedback. Uh, and I, you know, now that I, you know, you've talked about it and the, the whole idea of setup and why are you doing this is so important. So, uh, yeah. And, and I thought for residual impact, it'd be a good thing because if you're, you know, you're dealing with people and you want to kind of do a check to make sure you're, that you're having the impact and you have the relationships that you want that, it might be a useful tool. So, yeah, the thing that that I've I've had them done a couple of times, and in both times, it's funny how we think we are uh, covering things, or where you know uh, that people don't really see what's going on, and it is so amazing how many times when I've taken a couple of times and I thought, oh, they know. 
They know. And it, it's actually a bit freeing, you know, if, especially if it's a challenge that you're working on and they can sense that there's a challenge that you're working on. It's a bit freeing because I don't have to hold myself up this, this, you know, this high role and it, yeah, I can now get to it and I can thank them and engage them or getting back to your other comment about engaging them on helping me. So let's, uh, let's switch to the employees. There's a couple of things we can do to assist. And they're absolutely almost all the same as we talked about the manager. And as you've noticed a couple of times, you know, it's a shared responsibility. So think about every interaction and meeting and ask the question, could I have done better? How could it have gone better? And how am I bringing myself to the table? And I think, you know, we have a, we have an equal responsibility as, uh, as employees that we show up well too, that uh, we're self-aware of what's going on. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, Entering with curiosity is a beautiful thing. So if that situation is occurring for you that we described in the setup, having a conversation and saying, so Alistair, I wonder if we can have a conversation. I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably wrong on this, but I, I need to share with you that every meeting that we're in, I'm sensing that you have, you're frustrated with me. Uh, and I, and I'm, and I, and I w don't like that. And I really want to be in a place where I can kind of deliver at my, at my fullest thing. So, you know, am I, uh, am I just sensing that or, you know, can, can we have a conversation around it? Is that something you're experiencing as well? You, that you can lay that out. And he, he, you might say to me, Oh no, Greg, I'm not. What, what, what tells you that that's happening? And What's the sign? What's the sign? That opens up the conversation. And I think I've told you this before. I had a boss who, who is one of my favorite people and he's one of my, one of the leaders I used to work with. And, and when I would be selling him an idea, he would look away. And uh, my impression of looking away was that he was bored and not interested in what I, so I would push even harder. And, and then I would just, I th I, I'd spin until one day he said, uh, um, oh no, I said, I said, Hey, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just curious. I, uh, you know, when, uh, last, last week when we met and I was sharing all that idea, um, I noticed it seemed like you were distracted and you looked away and he said, Oh no. He said, uh, that's actually, when I look away, it's like, you got me. It's like, you got me fired up and going forward, but I didn't know that. And so from that point on, I, when I, when I, when he looked away, I thought, oh, awesome. I got He's, him. I got I, him. I got him yeah. and give him the time to think, um, and allow him to engage in the questions. And it just, it just changed the energy, uh, totally. Uh, but you know, in the situations that we described the setup, you know, you don't know what's going on and, and they might not know what's going on. So actually being courageous and saying, Hey, here's what I'm seeing. Um, I'm not sure what this means, uh, to us as in our relationship or to this situation. Um, are, are, are you, are you experiencing something? Boom. As soon as you started talking, I kept thinking about that commercial. I think it's for a gum, a brand of gum. I'm not sure, but there's a man and a woman in a car and there's dead air and she's going there. Oh, I, you know, in, in her mind, she's going, oh, this is so great. You know, we're so comfortable with each other. We can just... You know, the, the silence is fine. It's just wonderful to be together. And he's going, she must not like me. Like, what's going on? I'm in trouble. Like, you know, whatever. And you don't know, right? And and unless you ask the question and you think about it and you think about your behavior and stuff like that, you're not going to know. And so you're going to be, you know, 
mm-hmm. you know, walking around talking with all these misconceptions because you haven't clarified them. Yeah, yeah. And so, again, similar as you said with the management, uh, think about before you go into the meeting what you want and how you want to show up and what you need to what you need to see and how you need to contribute. And then, but even if you forget to do that, do that reflection afterwards. Yeah, and you know, it's the same thing. Uh, put aside the subject of the meeting sometimes, take that out, and just think about the dynamics. Mm. Like what was going on? Give some thought to it, especially in the post. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of rating it and going, uh, oh, what was really going on? Because, you know, you can actually cancel out the subject unless it, it's something that fires people up. And and, you know, what's going on with me? How am I how is that impacting the conversation? Did I have a bad personal phone call before I went in? Did somebody just drop a, a huge task on my desk and I don't have time to do it? And just, you know, thinking about it, like, what am I doing? Like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling you know, before I went into this thing? Yeah, and I think the reflection afterwards is great. And boy, oh boy, if you are spinning, if you got something else that you're bringing into the meeting and you can't get rid of it, then just declare it. Say, hey, um, Nancy, I, I'm, I got, I, I'm, I just want to be upfront and tell you that I had something happen before the meeting, and it's really distracting me. And I'm trying to get it out of my head, but I can't. And so uh, you might sense that I'm a little distracted. It has nothing to do with this meeting. It has to do with something before. Oh, often what they'll say is, oh, well, would you want to just postpone and have it? And if you can't, they could say no, but I, I just want to give you the perspective. It just clears the air. It's like that, that commercial you talked about, the two people sitting beside each other, because we read all kinds of things into, into stuff that's not there. And just being up front is so powerful. You know, and that, you know, if I knew that, like, uh, uh, you know, you come into a podcast and you said, listen, I just had, you know, bad business call and stuff like that. I know I'm going to be like trying to cheer you up and, and accommodating you. And, and there's, there's been times when I've been in a meeting and I know the other, you know, my, my partner in crime and, or my team members that are there and we're talking about, and I know you're down for the day that, you know, you do not want to be here, then I'm going to pick up for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, maybe participate a little bit more and, 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 and to cover for you during that meeting as I would expect you to do. Right. I mean, it's just what happens. Not everybody is the same way when they go into a meeting. Right. And I agree. And ask feedback from your peers. If, if, uh, you know, something didn't go well and, you know, we're walking away from a meeting and it's like, uh, Greg, I think I was off. Mm-hmm. And I know you, Greg, you go, Alice, you're definitely off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it, most people will be honest with you and encouraging. And you've already talked about it. Have that conversation with, with your boss. Are you irritated with me? I think, <laughs> number one, as a manager, I'd rather have somebody say something like that than go away and, and get all dark and dreary about what they think is going on. Like, uh, no, no, you know what? I'm, I'm just, it's, it's Monday morning and eight o'clock Monday morning is not the time I like to have these, these conversations, but I know it's, is outside your control and my control. And this is just a Monday morning thing. So if we could aim for, you know, if you have any influence on it and if I have any influence on it, we're going to make it a little later, like eight o'clock on a Monday morning is, is not good for me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And if something does go wrong, uh, take responsibility for it and, and talk, uh, you know, about it and, you know, listen, Greg, I'm sorry. You know, I showed up to the podcast today and I did not have a title. I wasn't happy with the title and, and I, I struggled through it. And, and, uh, what do I got to say? I didn't have it today, man. The, the, the magic wasn't there. Thank you for helping me. Out. Yeah. 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 You know, I, um, Josette and I started watching the, I'm not sure what streaming it's on, but it's, uh, the Julia about Julia Childs. 
really interesting, like fascinating. But there's one scene in one of the later s- sessions where uh, one of her colleagues is a, an editor and she blows up in a meeting with her boss and uh, she comes in afterwards and she said, you know what, I just, I'm reflecting on what happened. I really, I, I, I lost control in that, in that meeting and I was just frustrated because of this. And in, the, in this scene, she discovers something really horrible that's happening with her boss personally. And so entering into a place of forgiveness and taking responsibility opens space for such powerful dialogue. So good, so good. Yeah, yeah. And so make the first move. Uh, even if it's your, your boss that you're going back to, it will create this openness and you'll discover stuff because there's always stuff going on behind the scenes for all of us and um, just owning it and being open to it and saying, hey, that's not what I wanted to do and I know I did that and here's what I'm trying to do. Man, it creates great space for dialogue. And we haven't said this in a long time, but it, it might have been three or four months, some podcasts in the past, but... You know, you want a certain workplace? Well, it starts with you. And mm-hmm. whether you're the employee or the boss, somebody's got to start it. And if, you know, we need to be a little bit more honest, and I apologize, man. I was not on on that meeting today. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, this is like the seventh meeting, and I should have known I wasn't on. But uh, listen, sorry about that. Where do we go from here? I think it has to start somewhere, and might as well start with me, and might as well start with you, because if we we're all starting and we're all, you know, that's what we're striving for, um, those are the types of, of relationships I, I like. Yeah, I right? agree. Where people can be a little bit honest about things and, and, and we understand each other. And then when we get into those high-stress situations, I go, oh, I know what Greg's going to do. Greg's going to pause for a minute because he's thinking. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out with a really clear question that's going to put this all in perspective. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, what's your views on 360s for employees? <laughs> Well, you know what? I had a great conversation today around uh, performance management and how it's exploding in uh, new and different ways. And although for me, as I listen to some of the conversations, it feels like the same conversation we've been having for the last 10 years. However, it is about more regular, more open, more transparent conversations. So in the case of the scenario which we've described here, where there's obviously a break in the relationship, uh, something there's a disconnect. If you, when you make a, a between you and your boss, you make a commitment as to what's our shared way of working because we want to be in a better place where we can work, then uh, put in place 360 feedback. So 360 feedback could be what are your, what others see us doing? You know, almost a shared objective of here's what we want to do. Uh, so um, I'm not sure a formal 360 feedback uh, works, but an um, ongoing regular peer review uh, feedback and all sides is always a good way. And if it's more just in time, that can be really, really powerful, especially if it is aligned to a declaration of a growth commitment. Then it all is all about growth. It's not all about performance or you know uh, uh, discipline. I just had one recently, Greg, and I'd never had one before. Mm. And it was surprisingly informative and pleasant. And just the way it was unrolled and stuff, I went, I've never had one of these before. I've always had one of these more formal, like six months, a year. And there was never any real peer Mm -hmm. input into it. And uh, I liked it. You know, there was some things I I learned about myself. Uh, There was a little bit of some things that I probably needed to improve on. And, but I, I thought it was a very, it was handled well. And I thought it was very healthy. 
And uh, uh, I think it's a lot of work, but at the same time, if, if that's where you're at that you need it, or perhaps there's never, that's never been addressed, it's, it's probably a good idea. And yours was a pretty simple process, right? It was like four, three or four questions kind of thing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and the great news is that um, and it can be all enabled through technology. Uh, I, I had an interview on uh, the other podcast, Safe Brave Stories, and the woman who we interviewed, she's amazing. Her, uh, her name is Pam, and she runs a uh, landscaping company in Georgia um, called uh, Plant. Oh, I will get it, and we'll add it to the we'll add it to the notes. But uh, she said, uh, "Technology is enabling humanity," and I thought that was really go- cool. Because who is this? Um, Pamela Dooley is her name. You you interviewed her on your other podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was a great interview. She was a great interview. I'll link she, it. I'll link it in the notes. It yeah, was good. Yeah. yeah. But she said, you know, technology can enable uh, humanity, and it is about, especially if it becomes regular and ongoing. The feedback and it's it's trusted, right? And it's uh, and keep it simple with a couple questions about, you know, what do they love? What what can they do better? You know, I think I've used the uh, what went well, even better if is a great framework. Uh, but there are simple questions to give you ongoing feedback to tweak things to accelerate strengths. It's a it can be a powerful thing. Yeah, I remember that interview. I, uh, I think I uh, edited it for you afterwards mm-hmm. and it was cool. The only thing I'd say about the peer to peer review is there's gotta be a way that you can tag it. If you don't know the person, cause last thing you want is useless noise in, in, in this process. And if you don't know the person, you just don't know the person, be honest about it. Because I, I think, uh, that's one of the things that I liked about this, the, the process that I went through is that, you know, I don't even know what that, who that is. So, so let me tag out on that. And, th- and th- that was accepted. So that, that way you get a more concise, uh, review of somebody you, you all these other people, like if they don't know you, like why are you? I just thought it was very, yeah. very smart process. It's a great idea. Wrap up, Greg. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, the visual that I'm hoping folks will think about is this rearview mirror visual. You know, and even with good intentions, sometimes as a leader or even as an as a team member, you go into these meetings, you you get into these relationships where although you might have good intention, you build. Uh, negative energy between yourself and then the other person. And unfortunately, if you don't deal with it head on and take ownership for improving that situation, it will just get worse and worse and spiral down, down, and it'll be, end up being uh, a really, um, can be toxic and definitely at the, at, at the, at the worst toxic and at the, at the least it can be super ineffective. And so I think like anything else, take ownership, show up, uh, if there's a disconnect, have a conversation, make a commitment to go forward, check your biases, and uh, be proactive in engaging and supporting growth in these relationships. Because if you don't, it ends up being the situation that you described in the setup, and it's a bad place to be. I think uh, two words come to mind uh, to me in this situation is one to be thoughtful. Like you want to show up well, you want meetings and uh, exchanges between people to, even if you're having a hard discussion, to be you know, useful, that we get somewhere, that we understand each other and being de- very deliberate about it as well. Like, you know, before you go into a meeting or a conversation with somebody to do something, or you're doing something with somebody is go, okay, um, what do I want out of this? Okay, I want a good conversation. Uh, I think there's going to be some difficult moments in this. 
or this is like going to be the best conversation ever. Even so, like just thinking about going in and being very deliberate afterwards and went, um, that went okay, but there's one thing that I, I think I, I really need to change on that. And, and it was quite obvious by a late question that I hadn't covered it and I hadn't really gone mm. in uh, with the right amount of information or method or whatever it is. But I, I think, you know, being really thoughtful in this, like you're not, you're not doing this because you have to, you're doing this because you should do it. And, you know, you and I want to have a good conversation every podcast. So, you know, I need to come with a better title. Mm-hmm. I need to have worked that out <laughs> yeah. ahead of time. Maybe he sent you an email that, hey, dude, I'm struggling with the name of this podcast. I got no problem with the content, but uh, me and the dictionary just aren't making this happen today. So, but things like that, I think I really like the term thoughtful and deliberate. And I think I've, I think I used it last week, quite frankly, my friend. Uh, but uh, when you're thoughtful, it brings a different heart into the situation, mm-hmm. a different attitude. And I just think that's sometimes what's missing in some of our our conversations in that is, is, is the caring aspect. And, you know, chances are we're going to be working with each other for a long time, you know, in whatever situation we're in. And, and I think people see that. And even maybe when we don't perform well, or we're just struggling or somebody dumped us, some project on us at the last minute without telling us, and we really don't have the capacity to do that. If people see that you're trying to do something, uh, that means something to them. Yeah. It's interesting because today in a meeting, someone declared that there are two, Uh, significant themes and approaches to leadership that are happening in the world today. Uh, One that's more focused on humanity and one that's more focused on performance. And, uh, and as a result, the behaviors are bubbling up out of all those. And, and I, I challenged back and I said, I think, I think they can be both. You can have both, but I think you got to start with humanity and you got to start with that ability to care and wanting to know and going forward and then link it to performance because boy, oh boy, it's like the power charger to performance is when you begin with that hum- human approach that you've talked about here and uh, and make that commitment to really supporting, caring, and developing each other. Um, that's when you're going to have the greatest performance. That's cool. Listen, we hope uh, some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry. And I don't think we did today, but Greg, your philosophy, I think uh, lands well in this episode as well. Yeah. We end each of our uh, podcasts with a great insight from an early coach that said, Greg, in this coaching session, you are going to experience some angst, some churn, uh, and also some joy. the churn is when you might reflect and see, boy, I got to grow there. Some of that check-in that we've talked about in this one in particular, Uh, things where we may have not hit the mark, we may have lost our way. Uh, And then joy is when we have hit it and we've hit the mark and we've uh, really see the growth in us. But both are powerful opportunities. It's what we choose to do with them. And so we hope that in this session that there might have been some churn and there might have been some joy. And both of them take take the time to reflect upon it and see what do you want to do with it and uh, grow from it. Um. I don't have a sticky, but I wrote it down. And this is the first time I've told you what the, the city was ahead of time because uh, we got curious about where it is. But uh, Newburgh, New York, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Yes, that's uh, it's uh, kind of cool to hear the different communities that are joining us. Yeah, and I don't think we've said that term before. I think it's the first time I saw it. I was slicing the analytics just a little bit uh, because we're limited to 50 cities. And, like, Greg, there's way more than 50 cities 
listening to us. So, um, you know, I could say a couple of countries, but I really like the communities that are listening to us and mm-hmm. talking about that. So, uh, as, as that changes slightly, as more people in different places, uh, uh, listen to us, uh, you know, every once in a while a city will pop up and like, I don't know how many cities there are. And I'm actually going to send an email to the platform we use and say, listen, uh, I, I think I kind of need a more full accounting of, of how, just because I'm sure there's probably a couple dozen, maybe three dozen cities that are listening to us that we haven't heard from yet. They haven't risen to the top 50. So uh, Newberg, glad to have you on board. Now, remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.